We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way, and I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 41 months into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. How you doing today, Bruce? Well, healthy and alive, doing well. Glad to be back. I'm glad to hear it. I hate to tell you, but there's been an incident today, and I'm sure you've heard about it already. I'm sure many people have heard about it already, but uh, we've got an incident of Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who was at the podium. This is what happened just a few minutes ago. What are my thoughts about what? Running for re-election in 2026. Oh. That's right. Did you hear the question, Senator? Running for re-election in 2026? All right, I'm sorry, you all. We're going to need a minute. A minute? Senator. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Somebody else have a question? Please speak up. Please speak up. I think he heard you. What's wrong with this guy? It looked like he was thinking back to 1926 and got caught in his thinking of when he was a child. Sarcasm aside, physically looking at him, he looks like he's declined uh, physically, uh, especially if you look at it from like a year ago. Um, he's 81 years old. Uh, so it's no surprise. He, he should be enjoying the great grandkids at this point and just retire i mean yeah. you should at this point he should just step down and be like but uh, you know health reasons i gotta step down and have an emergency election or whatever it is their, their state does well they would have to know whoever uh whoever the governor is it's uh what's his name bashir andy bashir or or whatever you know the the guy that was stellar during COVID, if you remember him state of kentucky i believe that he appoints as in like well whoever the governor would be would appoint someone to fill that seat for the rest of the term. And so if he's got, they said 2026 would be a re-election. So he has three years left on that term. So he was just re-elected then, basically, in midterms. Or, yeah, he's about halfway. Yeah, halfway how, through his term. How did he get re-elected? I don't think I, he has I, been I just, I'm just, I, I'm, exactly. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think he has been elected. He was giving a speech in his constituency not too long ago, 
and the crowd was chanting, retire Mitch, retire Mitch, retire Mitch. So how does he get elected? How? If you go to any of these these senators or these congressmen's districts, they don't even like these people. So how do they get in there? The only thing I can think is is it's, it's massive vote fraud. That's the only thing I can think. And that doesn't say a whole lot when it comes to the uh, the integrity of our system. I mean, I believe we've got integrity problems through and through. But I, I believe that when you start asking questions as the voter, as the taxpaying voter, you start asking questions and you say, hey, wait a minute, um, don't you think we should audit the 2020 election? This is why you've been stonewalled by the GOP and the Republicans that say, oh, no, we, we probably don't want to do that. Because I think, there, I mean, there's only one logical conclusion you can come to. If you start auditing elections, then that means that you're going to have to audit not just the Democrat side, you're going to have to audit the Republican side too. And I think, I'm just hazarding a guess here, because there's no other explanation as to why they wouldn't want an audit. I think the reason is, is because you'll find that a lot of these people that are in these seats in Congress are not supposed to be there. And I don't think they've been elected for quite some time, which would spell a major disaster for the subversive forces within the United States. That would be a huge setback for them, because then that would mean that every single thing that they have passed into law would become null and void, and it would have to be revoked. Same thing with any regulations or rules or whatever it is that they put into place. All of that would be null and void. And these people would go to prison, along with all their staffers and the people that put them in there. So this is a very serious problem, and they've they've got a lot to protect. So no, you're not going to get an audit, and I think that's why. Uh, yeah. Do you know when he was elected? Uh, probably the, the year that you. Yeah, probably the year that you had first mentioned. I believe it was 1926. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it seems like. He was actually elected before I was born. So as senator, uh, so I have, as far as Kentucky is concerned. I would have known no other senator but him from that district. Isn't that ridiculous? 19, so, some of these senators, 85. Some of these senators, man, they just, they die in office. You remember Robert Byrd? He died in office. Senator Byrd from West Virginia. I yep. remember, I remember my grandmother telling me that when, when I was a teenager, of course, this is the time when Byrd started to go downhill. You could see him up there like shaking at the podium. He didn't even know what he was talking about. And I remember when I was just coming out of high school and I was getting ready to uh, to go into uh, to college. And my grandmother told me then she said that she remembers he was campaigning and going into the Senate when she was in high school. That's how long these people sit up there. That should never uh, that should have never been the case. Uh, I've pointed out before the founders, uh, when they created this great nation, when they signed those documents, most of them, the majority of them were in their 20s. I mean, why? Why? I get it. 20 year olds aren't the wisest. I, I, I understand. But they understand what's going on in the immediate times. Well, let's put it this way. If we would have kept teaching our kids the morals and required of them uh, mentally similar to what the founders had, you know, the, the, the education and that kind of stuff. I mean, you look at the education they had back in the day and compared to today, it, it, it's it's leagues different. And it's not because we become more intelligent. They had a much vaster grasp of all subjects back in the day. It's changed a bit, obviously. But if we would require more of our kids, then it's not a, well, you know, the 20 year olds aren't wise or they're do stupid things or what have you. We would be much better off as a society. Of course, then you also have the, if you would have done what the JFK was wanting to do with the uh, uh, physical education and that sort of thing, uh, God, we would be in a much, much different 
world today, combining those two together. So I don't know, maybe it, 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 this kind of led up to this point, I guess. Uh, all of our choices, all of the decisions that we've made, generations before us and this generation, I guess we're getting what we deserve in a sense. I guess so. And and we're not really paying attention to the school systems. Our school systems have been subverted by radical revolutionaries, or hasn't anybody noticed? In the book, Credentialed to Destroy by Robin Eubanks, I have not read it yet, but the synopsis of the book is basically like this. She makes the argumentative point in there as to what the goal was by the, uh, the subverters of our education system. And that was to take away people's ability to reason. That was the, the goal. That was the ultimate goal was to cripple people intellectually. So whenever they get hit with a, uh, with a scenario on something, they can't think. They just react. They do what they're told. That was the purpose. And this is not, this is not something that's exclusive to the United States, I might add. This is being done in multiple countries throughout the world. One country in particular is Brazil. That's where it's being done. And of course, they've got a uh, they've got carte blanche to do just about anything they want now because of Lula and also several European countries. And the idea is, is that you'll be much more accepting of a totalitarian society when you can't reason because you're just looking for a way out. You're reactive. You're not thinking. You're not able to think. You're not able to rationalize. We're not paying attention to that. This is the problem. We as conservative minded people, we've ignored our civic duty for far too long. We've been busy. We've been busy running businesses, having families, uh, doing the usual things, taking the kids to soccer practice and baseball and, and football and all the rest of it. We're doing what we're actually supposed to be doing. We're, we're actually creating families and we're creating businesses and we're maintaining those things. The ones that are not doing that are taking over the systems. They're taking over the government. They're taking over the school boards. They're taking over the media. They're taking over advertising. They're taking over journalism. And so therefore, you don't have anybody with any kind of um, uh, a conservative mindset in there. You know, Bruce, I actually heard this morning that they're in the process of our whatever's left of our intelligence services. Right now, we have about 20% judging it by an ideological you know, standpoint. This is coming from a retired NSA guy who still has people on the inside. We have about 20% conservative-minded people within our intelligence and counterintelligence agencies. The system wants to get that down to 10 or less. That sounds about right. Honestly, if you do another COVID, a round of COVID jabs, uh, you may get that number down even further. I, I imagine that was a big purge. Uh, it was, you know, mandating people get jabbed. And there, there was a good portion that stood up and said no. In fact, there's still lawsuits going on today for... Well, there was one recently that I just heard about that was from a year ago, started a year ago. They lost the case and that's because judges kept throwing it out. But basically uh, that one was they were prescribed ivermectin and some other things to fight COVID. They had a really bad cytokine storm and uh, none of the uh, pharmaceuticals uh, or the um, pharmacists would uh, fulfill that order. And anyway, they filed a lawsuit and everything and they've lost it because no judge will see it. It never makes it to discovery. But uh, all that to say, they're ex-military. And a lot of the military, there was a lot that were kicked out. There's lawsuits uh, involving that because they should have had religious, religious exemption. Really, you should have had exemption in general when it comes to your health and your body like that. If the government says you're going to take this jab and you say, no, nah, I'm not interested. Well, then that's it. That You're the final word. You're the final say on your body. And because so many bowed to this and nobody's fighting this, I'm I'm actually I am I'm I'm 
I'm shocked, surprised, but not really. Part of me is surprised in the sense that the America I I still believe in, we would have we would have hung these people for what they did, for forcing us to take the jabs. And nothing's nothing's happening. Nothing nothing going on. And and sorry, that that's kind of a I'm I'm going on a side trail there from what you were saying um about conservatives uh being in government in general. I, I think in general. Um that that's across the board. They're trying to get rid of conservative-minded individuals in general. You look at some of the cases that have been going on in, like, D.C., as an example. There is no... It's a kangaroo court there. We're a banana republic in, in parts of the country. Uh, some of the... It, there was um, a pro-life group that was just found guilty on all charges of blockading a Planned Parenthood, basically, for standing outside on the sidewalk and either protesting or praying. Not actually blocking anyone, allowing access, but it was blockading and they were found on all charges. And this is in D.C. That's how conservative our country is. I'm not surprised in D.C. I mean, the, the D.C. courts are, well, as you said, it's a kangaroo court. Everything's stacked against you as, a, as, as an ideological conservative minded person. So I'm not surprised by that at all. But yeah, it's, it, it is going to be, I think, um, and I think they're going to at least attempt it. Uh, I think they're going to try another lockdown. And I think they're going to do what they can in order to get the rest of those people out. They need to get that number as low as possible. If you're Russia or China, you need that number low. I assume that that's what they're going to do. That's that's my guess is that that is their play. So, yeah, I, I could see that being the case. I could see that going forward. You, you mentioned um, <laughs> you mentioned people being arrested. All right. So Trump. Yeah. They made eight million bucks off of T-shirts of a mugshot. I'm assuming you caught that. Yeah, I did. I'm I'm torn on this one because I am a capitalist uh, and I do think that, you know, if you there's a demand for it, clearly uh, Trump's made something like 20 million dollars since these uh, indictments have come down. I mean, in uh, early August, I think this month alone, he's made like 20 million or something like that. Yeah, I'm 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 torn. I, I, I think it's silly. It's stupid. But at the same time. It's capitalism. I mean, they found something somebody wanted to buy and they bought it. They provided, they bought it. And honestly, I, I said in prep when, we, when this was mentioned, I'm also torn because those organizations that made those shirts, they're going to need the money for the lawsuits that are coming. Uh, because I, I think this is only the beginning, what they're doing with Trump. This is only, well, I mean, you look at January 6th, they were all, they, they've already tested going after the average individual and what they can get away with. And we allowed them to get away with it. They, they were kicking in people's doors for a misdemeanor charge and arrested them, put them in, in jail for uh, an undisclosed amount of time. I mean, some people were in there for two years before they're even seen a, any, any kind of trial or, or hearing or anything. Some of them actually haven't even seen a, a magistrate or a judge yet. Yeah. So and because we're allowing them, we're allowing the government to do all this stuff. Um, it's only going to get worse. So yeah, that 8 million, um, and that 20 million Trump's gotten for his, his campaign. Yeah. You're going to need it because, um, they're, they're coming after you. And honestly, if you look at the, the whole Trump thing, since we kind of brought it up, you, you look at when these trials are supposed to be in all of this, a wild guess when they're supposed to be. I did see that the, um, the trial date is, I think it's the day before Super Tuesday. Yeah. Of day all days Super Tuesday. Of all days. Yeah. Uh, it was all intentional, though. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, th this is election meddling yet again. Again, they're getting away with this because we're allowing it. Uh, th th this should not have 
I, I, at this point, I don't even know what the legal action would be to take on this because every single person that's involved in this whole indictment and the judges, all of that, they should be fired and then they should be investigated uh, themselves. But who are you going to trust to do that? To, to that point, okay, uh, Hawaii was, you know, they had the fires and everything, right? Yes. Hawaii talk is, about that, yeah. Hawaii is very left-leaning, are they not? They're, they're pretty Democrat in, in that sense. Yep, they always have been, and I've never understood why, but okay. Okay, so Democrat-minded. The government is coming in saying, okay, we need a DNA sample so that we can, you know, w- when we find bodies, we want to be able to identify them because in some cases, all that's left is bones. So we want to be able to do, you know, to, to identify the bodies and see if they're relatives yours. People are refusing, saying, no, you don't need the sample. And no, the FBI don't. is like, well, no, no, we'll, we'll totally get rid of it. We'll, we'll, we'll trash it after this is done. We'll get rid of it. And, and Democrats, people from Hawaii are like, nah, not interested. Is that, I'm just curious, is that before or after they send it to Beijing? That's a good question. Um, so my point in bringing that up is even Democrats don't trust the government right now. Uh, so who are you going to trust to uh, prosecute uh, any kind of crime legitimately? I mean, uh, justly. Nobody trusts the government to do it. So we have to have another round of COVID to do this, because I, if I had to guess, if I if I just had to throw a number on it and I'm just picking one off the top of my head, I'm betting that the Democrat Party right now, because they are the party in power, at least I, last time I checked, they were. I bet they've got a 10 percent or even less approval rate right now nationally. That's my guess. I mean, they don't have anything. I even I even had dinner tonight with somebody who is a a, a left of center person. Okay, doesn't like Trump. As I don't I don't blame him. But if this last election cycle were, were anything that they had to make a choice about, they would have gone with Biden. And they say they told me just a few hours ago at dinner that he's terrible. So I can't imagine the average Democrat voter in America thinks any different. Well, if you're from Hawaii, um, you're probably not voting for Biden this uh, cycle because of that speech he gave about, um, you know, bettering America, whatever the hell he says. Build back better. That's what it was. Uh, he, He was doing that kind of speech there in Hawaii. And the people were not happy. They were like, you've sent us no aid. You've helped. You've not done anything to help us. And in fact, the people uh, that are supposed to be down here helping us are actually not helping us. They're on a different island uh, running training scenarios and having the, the, the people stay in hotels that are thousands of dollars a night. Yeah, if I'm if I'm there in Hawaii, not only am I going to flip the bird to the government, I'm going to continue helping my neighbor as they are. I mean, Hawaii, the, those people of Maui are helping the people of Maui at this point. And it makes it difficult for someone here, landlocked, if you will, in in the middle of America to aid those people. Because like, for example, if it's like Texas or it's like Florida or something like that and they, they got hit by a hurricane, you know, you, you and the boys can pile some tools in the back of the truck, get some water, food, that kind oh, of sure. stuff, boat, whatever, Hurricane and drive Harvey. down there and help people. Boom. Hurricane you know, Harvey. Right there. They, mm-hmm. they got in there, the people with the jacked up pickup trucks and the duck boats and everything else that they had, right, the, the swamp runners, they were in there rescuing people before the government yeah. even bothered to show up. Before FEMA even picked up the phone, you had the American people in there helping the American people. And that's that's part of the problem with Hawaii and their situation. You're an island. It's very difficult, very expensive for someone like me to go out there to try to aid 
people and I'm not going to have any tools or any equipment or anything because that in and of itself is super expensive to ship out there. So it's kind of it's very difficult to show the American spirit to someone that's on an island like that, you know, so I, I, I feel for them even more so. All right, let's let's do a little bit of conspiratorial talk because I'm I'm hearing this even out of some of the uh, the top end guys in the broadcasting uh, world. So directed energy weapons. Okay, I've heard this. I'm not sure that I believe this, but show me something that makes sense to what my eyes are seeing. As in, like the video that I see, I see a house that is completely intact, but I see the car in the driveway that's literally burned into the concrete. That's not possible. I actually saw this uh, yesterday. Was it an electric there was, car? <laughs> well, yeah, it was, it was not an electric car, no. Well, at least I couldn't tell. But I saw people that were, you know, that had succumbed to, you know, it, it was graphic footage. It was terrible. I, I hate to be too graphic. But next to them was a smartphone that wasn't touched and, and their bag of possessions were, were fine. You saw these fires go right up to a neighborhood and they would stop at certain houses. You know, I, I saw a business that wasn't touched and the cars in the parking lot were all torched. So explain this to me. Give, give me give me an explanation. Give me your plausible explanation. Tell me why I I guess tell me why I shouldn't believe something like that. I understand someone's argument when they when they show those images and that video. I mean, I know you can doctor video and, and do CGI and all that stuff now, but when you see this and then you're told that you're a conspiracy theory, okay, well, tell me something that's plausible then, because I, I don't have any other explanation for this. And this is the same thing with the wildfires that we see that are going on in like British Columbia right now in Vancouver, the ones that are going on in different US states. You know what's interesting? Again, explain this to me. How is it that none of these wildfires can cross state or provincial lines? How's that possible? It's like they get right up to that line and then they just say, oh, sorry, I, I can't cross that line right there. You see, I can't pass that sign. Last I checked, wildfires didn't do that. They don't no, they discriminate. Don't about that. No, they don't discriminate. So I'm all ears. What do you think? What organizations have the, the capacity to use energy weapons like that? Well, I'm going to rule out China because it's mm. made in China. I'm just yeah, going to say China. that. So I'm going to rule that one out. I'm I'm probably going to table the Russia argument too because you know you know and They're I'm going to yeah right now in a war yeah and I'm going to yeah and I'm going to table yeah and I'm going you can't talk about that and I'm I'm going to table the North Korea argument too because mm -hmm. let's be honest they can't even keep the damn lights on. So so basically uh, what you're saying is is there's a very small set of people that could do this. You you could say a couple corporations have the capacity to do this. And you could say the government. The problem is, is all of those individuals, I have no trust whatsoever. So I could I could lay out and say, OK, well, here, you know, this is uh, maybe maybe there had some kind of um, irrigation system or water system going on the building. They were spraying the building down with water to cool it, keep it from catching on fire. You know, I, I, I could come up with different scenarios. The problem is that would be, be giving the government and these corporations the benefit of the doubt and i have no more i have no more f's to give about them i i i just they're they're dead to me um so i can't i i don't i don't i don't know how i i, I don't know how to argue that that's not what they did because i don't know i i legitimately don't know when you when you hear government when you hear them saying i will buy up the land and we'll turn it into a monument and we'll move the people into 
the cities. When you hear that coming from government saying you can't sell your own property, um, yeah, I'm sorry. When when we have, um, you will own nothing and be happy about it. When we have social credit knocking on our door, and then this happens, and then the government's saying, uh, yeah, we'll move you into the city. We'll build back better. Uh, we'll make a green, you know, uh, zero emission, whatever. Uh, no. Um, move along. Get, get out of here. I, you should be telling the government to take a hike, uh, to put it nicely. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I don't... I, I can't say that this isn't this wasn't a planned event. Now, do, to take a step out for a second and say, um, was it energy based weapons or not? Uh, I don't know. But I can make an argument uh, at the same time uh, to I can make a. So it was it was said that the, the argument is there was electrical companies there that were not maintaining their power lines and whatnot. California has yeah. the same problem. Yeah, supposedly. I did hear that. Yeah. Well, California, yeah. they have actually California has a bigger problem just to not gloss over this point. California has the problem that you just mentioned. Plus their other problem that's compounded on top of that is every leaf is sacred. Yes. Every every twig yes. is, a, is a monument. So we can't disturb the habitat of the uh, the dung beetle that's been there for five minutes. Yes. So we don't cut uh, underbrush exactly. in California. So that creates a big yeah. problem. So yeah, they're, they're, theirs is compounded, but um, it, it's similar with the utility company. Now, who is it the, that requires utility companies to maintain and keep things upgraded, keep things um, regulated? That would be um, your friend, the government. The government. Okay, so if the utility company is shortfalling and not keeping those things maintained, well, then it's expected the government is to ratchet down on them and, and you know make sure that that's upkept. Except they didn't. So it could simply be the government created a problem and they're the solution. And in this case, um, it could just simply be they allowed the utility company's uh, systems to fall into disrepair and cause these problems. You know, electric line goes down, hits a car, incinerates the car, leaves the building. I mean, that's a plausible scenario um, in that case. It's still the government that did it. They didn't directly it do it in the sense that they're not using lasers to catch things on fire, but they literally caused the problem. And then they're going to come in and be the saviors and, and fix it by creating these new 15 minute cities or whatever. Yeah, but still, and I, I don't disagree with your point. You know, you made a valid point there. I, I'm totally on board with it. But again, that doesn't explain this. Again, we're looking at, at footage where I got a montage here that's going behind me. This footage, I'm, I'm sorry, but you've got burned out structures that are in the middle of vegetation. I'm sorry, it, th those are those are sap trees, you know, those are like uh, pine trees and cedar trees and and things that are very heavy. Mm -hmm. And they go up like a like a torch yep. whenever whenever they come in contact with like a flame or something. They're the, they're the type of trees that require a, a fire to cause the seeds to open up, if you will. Yeah. The, the, yeah. And they're still standing there. Mm -hmm. Untouched. Yeah. So this, again, you know, the structures are burnt out, you know, and then right there next to that, you see that? There, there's still structures that are there in mm -hmm. between them. That's not possible. So uh, we've had wildfires here uh, within 30 minutes of, of where I live. And uh, the trees, the grass, the buildings... The yards, anything that was flammable within range of that was scorched. You may have still seen trees as in like, you know, the the, the main trunk of it was still intact. It was uh, charcoal, but it was 
there. You could see that it was there. Um, in this case, these are uh, trees that uh, they look like trees in August. You know, they're they're a bit dry and you know uh, discolored from needing water, uh, but they're untouched by fire. I'm sorry. I just I don't I don't have an explanation for this. I don't. So when I hear this this directed energy weapon, I have to pay it credence because of this. The I just don't scenario, have any other way. I don't have any other way to describe it. The only scenario that I could see that those are uh, those buildings caught on fire where others were untouched. It's uh, it, it, one of the grass huts. That's the only way. It's a grass hut. That's the only way. Like there was a fire, embers carried and hit a grass hut. But the thing is, is those silhouettes of where those buildings were and what rubble's left, they were not grass huts. No, they were your normal average home. Yeah, and one is a is a big business, like like a a store of yeah. some kind. You can see that when the camera pans around here in a second. Yeah, it's like a storefront or like yeah. a um, yeah. home improvement store or, or some something with a large parking lot. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll see it, and there is nothing left of these these structures. Nothing. Usually, you would see at least I don't know some walls or something left. Nothing. Nothing. These are burnt to to ashes down to the ground. And what's weird is like the the ground around them is not scorched. Maybe there's just no grass there and that's all dirt. That's possible. Uh, but it, it just, it doesn't look right. Still, it does not look with, right. With all of that, with, yeah, when you have a structure in succession like that, when you when you have them lined up like that, that are torched like that, you're going to get sparks and, and ash, hot ash, that's going to go down into the other areas and it's yep. going to catch elsewhere. It didn't yep. do any of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in fact, uh, those row of houses, there's a, there's a house at the end uh, that's untouched and the walls are kind of like a white or a cream color. Now, if you have a fire that's going uh, blazing next to another house like that, that's, uh, you know, maybe six, 10 feet away, you're going to have some blackening on the side of the building like that. Um, seen it before with houses that have gone up in neighborhoods and whatnot. Um, it, it, it just, it doesn't look right. It does not look right. It doesn't. And honestly, yeah, watching some of the footage here, really strong winds, Probably from the fire sucking in oxygen, more than likely. Uh, yeah, but, but see what I mean about the the hot sparks and and the ash. That's yeah, going to catch. Sparks and ash. That are is going, going to everywhere. catch. If it's if if yeah. you've got wildfires, quote wildfires, that's going to catch. All those pine yeah. trees around there, that's going to catch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean in this in the video, the 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 homeowner has like a a, a small pine tree of, of sorts underneath the house that's burst into flames. Uh, how is things around that not doing the same? I mean, they got like a flower pot thing, you know, hanging from the ceiling, caught on fire. I mean, there's just so many things that this just doesn't seem right. No, it does not. And I, like I said, I, uh, until somebody gives me a different explanation, I have none. I, I really have none. I've had people ask me and they, they ask, well, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I can't even hazard a guess at what's going on. The only thing I can tell you is that governor down there gave a speech in front of a World Economic Forum and a, a smart cities initiative and a 15-minute city placard and said, yeah, this is what we're going to do. That's the only thing that I can, I can explain it with is you can call it planned if you want, but tell me that the, uh, the C40 in the United States, tell me that's a conspiracy theory. Tell me, because it's not. I assure you it is not. The city of Phoenix is experimenting with this uh, this 15 minute city idea. And you know, you know what they're doing? They're ramming it through on the next election cycle as um, it's a highway bill. 
is what they're doing it as. They're disguising these things across uh, state houses across the country. They're putting it in in Phoenix as something else. So it's going in as a, as a highway bill, and it's not it's not even explaining to you what it is. It's just, oh, no, you see, we're, we're doing some work on the road here. You want good highways, don't you? Of course you do. So we need to pass that. But they're not telling you what it is. And if you're a constituent and you call the state house or you call your, your local elected official or your state senator or your state representative and you say, hey, um, what's going on with this um, this 15 minute city in Phoenix? What, what are you guys trying to do here? And they'll tell you, oh, no, you see, we've had loads of support for that. We've had all kinds of public meetings and, and public debate about it, and they haven't had a thing on it. They haven't had a single thing on it because no one will accept it. A simple uh, way to cross-reference. So if you call in, if, if you're in Arizona and you call in and you ask about those things, just ask for a reference of, uh, do you have a video? Do you have a transcript? Do you have any kind of, just push them on that a little bit and just say, give me an example of where this debate that you talk about happened uh, and show me the polls, show me the, um, whether it's exit polls or what have you of what you're saying. Give me the data. Show me the statistics. Because otherwise, you're just pulling them out of your ass at this point. What more can you say? Well, Bruce, we were talking there about uh, government officials, and I thought I would bring this one up to you. Do you remember the IRS? Do you, do you remember they were uh, they were experimenting with this um, all these uh, these these tax collectors? You see, you know these yeah. these people. You know the the one right there. I'm not I'm not saying anything against people that are disabled. I know disabled people, but this guy in the wheelchair doesn't seem like he's going to be a tax enforcement agent taking someone at gunpoint. So uh, we have these these lovely individuals. You see these you see these Bruce. These are your your new IRS criminal investigations division uh, employees. You see that they're working for you. Yeah, they're working for you. They're going to make mm. sure that they get that money. Well, you see, there's a little bit of a problem. Um, they were on a training op in Phoenix, and uh, well, yeah, you see, um, on on a gun range there, and, and one IRS agent shot and killed uh, another IRS agent uh, in a, a training accident. You see. So there is that. But you see, they were doing so well that accidents just happen. I'm curious, are they going to be charged with involuntary manslaughter? No charges have been filed as of right now with the uh, Phoenix mm. District Attorney. Interesting. Two-tiered system. Mm. If that were another scenario, you probably would be charged with uh, involuntary manslaughter. As you should be, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, I did say that. Yes, oh, yes, yes, I did say yes. that. <laughs> he, he got away with it for anybody that hasn't noticed. I'm sure the families of those individuals know. I did see that they're, um, I, I read a while back, they're bringing a, uh, another lawsuit against him for that. And so I, I don't know what's become of it yet, but um, yeah. Well, when you start hiring people that are, when it comes to tax collection, I, I get this thrown at me a lot when I talk about taxes being theft. The instant argument that people do is, well, you like roads, don't you? You, you, you like our infrastructure, don't you? That's what taxes pay for. And so we're I, creating task forces of, of woke morons that are going to come to you at gunpoint and steal your money? Exactly. That, and and they, they, they point that out to me, and I'm just like, really? That, that, that's your best comeback to that? That the government is literally holding you at gunpoint, taking your money, so they can make good roads? That, okay, um, I'm sorry, uh, why don't you take a second and go step out to the, the interstate or the, the highways and uh, show me how great the government does at those roads. Your argument is null. I mean, it, that is such a... Stu anyway, so you're hiring individuals that will go in and kick in people's doors to forcibly take things from them. That's basically what's what this is. You're not going to get the best society has to offer. 
uh, because they know that they just want to be left alone. We'll, we'll just put it that way. The, the average person wants to be left alone. I'm sorry. I'm really I'm really laughing here. I'm like I've I've got tears rolling down my face because if you the listener I and I do apologize in this one scenario where we don't have a video broadcast for you to see because if you saw these sorry sacks that they're putting up there yes. as these these armed uh, tax collectors and then you hear Bruce say that you're not going to get the best that we have to offer. <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting the best we have to offer as the American people, I assure you. It uh, let me let me put an even finer point on it. If you're a military recruiter and you're in a slump of recruitment right now, in fact, you're at the worst recruitment standards that we've had in a long time, you would still turn these people away. Yeah, you wouldn't take them. I certainly wouldn't. I'd be like, you people need to. I tell you what, you hit the gym for six solid months and go on a diet and then come back and maybe we'll talk. Have a nice yeah. day. Again, uh, I know not not hitting on people that are in wheelchair, except wheelchair guy. I'm sorry. You're just not a desk job. Maybe. I mean, I, I, I get it. Discrimination, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, but you're, I, you're incapable of filling the job in that aspect. Yes. But I can tell you for an absolute fact, I got, I got a friend of mine who is in a wheelchair and that guy does more in that wheelchair than people that are not in a wheelchair. Granted, I, I don't disagree, but when it comes to kicking in doors and arresting people, no, I'm sorry. All it takes is a criminal to just push your wheelchair over. And what are you going to do? I mean, I, I, I know that <laughs> I, I mean that kind of as dark humor, but that's that's what it is. I mean, you're not going to be able to overpower when you don't have full functionality of whether it be your quadriplegic or whatever um, or or paraplegic. Doesn't matter. Whatever the case is, you're in a, a wheelchair. You're not going to be able to overpower someone your size who has full functionality or is on drugs. As an example, you're just not doing it. So I would rather you not be in that scenario where it's risking your life and potentially the other person because you have to use excessive force to overcome them. Instead, I would rather you be in a different position, maybe investigative or something that we can use you at, at, at more efficiently or, or better. It's safer for you, safer for everybody else as well. Mm -hmm. Granted. No, granted. Chicago, you know how well the uh, the crime rate is there in Chicago and the, the shooting numbers. Very they're, safe. Yes. They're very safe. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's mm. very safe. Um, <laughs> I actually read this morning that uh, the Chicago... Uh, city council people, some of them, not all of them, but uh, they're they're criticizing the car companies for not making their cars harder to steal because auto thefts in the city of Chicago are through the roof. Maybe maybe enforce law. I mean, I've yeah. heard of passing the yeah. buck before, but <laughs> like that's to to quote Bruce, not to steal your thunder. That's cosmic is what that is. That, that is cosmic. Uh, I would also say that that's very that that's kind of Marxist in, in, in a sense, because, um, you know, they're, they're told we have a shortage of food. So as an American, as a capitalist, this is what I think. OK, we need to increase farm production. How do we improve farm production? What do we got to do there? Well, let's get some whether it be research or what have you or, or incentivize it, you know, whatever. What does the communists think? Well, we just got to reduce the amount of people that consume food. It's Kind of the same thing here. It's, it's not the problem that crime is rampant and we're not uh, holding criminals accountable. It's a you're the problem car company because you're not making the cars safer, harder to steal. There's a little bit of a problem with what you just said, Bruce. Uh, the communists, they, they don't produce cars or food. They, they need capitalism to produce 
cars and food. That's the that, problem. That, that so is true. They don't yeah. produce those. But anyway, Chicago, not not glossing too far over the Chicago uh, thing. Chicago TV news reporter was on assignment to cover the theft rate in the city because the thefts are just, uh, the, you know, it's another thing. It's, it's just through the roof. And while they were broadcasting live, they got robbed at gunpoint by three guys in ski masks. And they had, they had all their equipment stolen. Okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> you I want to commend. <laughs> I want to commend the criminals for knowing that TV equipment is very expensive. First of all, good on you for knowing that. Second of all, that's again supposedly why we pay taxes is to ensure that law is upheld and we have a peaceful society. That's one of the reasons we pay taxes, and uh, the government's failing to do it. So, what what are you supposed to do? Do you just stop paying taxes? I mean, if 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 this was a um, an internet company, as an example, I'm paying for internet. I'm paying for a specific speed. If the internet company cannot keep it up 98% of the time and cannot provide speeds even close to what I'm paying for, I find another one. I stop paying them, I cancel the service, and I move to a different company. Where's our option here when it comes to government? They're, they're failing. So what are, we, what are we supposed to do? Just elect someone else uh, that's going to do the exact same thing? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes, mm. that's what you should do. A pair of Chicago journalists were held up at gunpoint by three men wearing ski masks while covering a spat of robberies and carjackings that are plaguing the city of Chicago over the weekend. A Univision Chicago reporter and cameraman were set to do a live shot on the upscale Wicker Park section at around 4.30 a.m. on Monday when a black SUV and a gray sedan pulled up alongside them. The two male journalists, one 28 and the other 42, were standing near the 1200 block of North Milwaukee Avenue when three unknown male offenders uh -huh. exited the vehicles wearing ski masks and displaying firearms. The thugs made off with their video camera before fleeing the scene. Like I said, that's uh, those those camera equipment are fairly expensive nowadays uh, if you get a good one. Uh, so kudos to the criminals, but uh, they're just there's a vacuum that Chicago has a vacuum. You're not upholding the law, thus you're leaving a vacuum. Crime is going to fill it. That's just that's just the way of nature. That is the way of things, yeah. You know, I bet if anyone in the 90s, I bet if anyone in any American city, your your area, I mean you're you're an oil, you're an oil town. You you do a lot of oil refining and everything there. So, I granted, you guys still have some some industry there. It's not what it used to be as you've mentioned before, no. but yeah. it's it's still there nonetheless. Not at full capacity like it should be, like I believe it should be, like you believe it should be, but you still have it. In my town, where I come from back in the states, it's all gone. You've got empty, hollowed out, boarded up, fenced in, overgrown factories, power plants. I mean, they're just they're they're just gone. Right. There, there's nothing there. They're just empty shells. I bet if you would have asked any of us, our parents generation, our grandparents generation, if you would have asked any of us back in the 90s, hey, we're going to increase your standard of living. We're going to give you an unlimited supply of consumer goods and they're going to be cheap. You know, flat screen TVs, uh, mobile phones. You remember you remember cell phones used to be. You know how expensive those things were when they yeah. first came out? Yeah. I mean, they were ungodly expensive. The first Motorola StarTac phone was $1,000. And that was with a new activation. It was $1,000. People thought that was crazy. Only the, the most 
well-off people could afford them. I mean, nobody in my circles, nobody in my family, we couldn't afford that. That was out of the question. Not to mention the amount of the service, the, the amount of the service contracts you had to pay. And the service wasn't even that great. You know, they had like, what, two towers or something like that. That was the best you could do. But now everybody's got a smartphone. But look what it's cost us. If any of us were asked, hey, um, we're going to give you this. We're going to increase your uh, your consumer goods. We're going to increase your standard of living. And we're going to make it at a low cost. But what does it actually cost? We've lost all of our business. If they would have told you that they were going to sell out your legacy, they were going to sell out future generations and ship them off to China, I bet you would not have been so accepting of it. We would have had, we still would have had, I think through advancements, we still would have had these advancements. We still probably would have ended up with smartphones and everything else, but they would have been more expensive, but we would have made them. The problem is, is that we have a bunch of corporate idiots that have gone over and jumped in bed with people that offer cheap labor, and now they have cornered the market. And as a result, as Bruce said, with the vacuum, you have no jobs. And when I say jobs, I mean like manufacturing jobs. Don't give me this Bernie Sanders garbage about good paying jobs. He never tells you what a good paying job is. You don't have manufacturing jobs. You don't have any kind of opportunity for up and coming generations. So therefore, nature abhors a vacuum, as you mentioned. The new economy becomes drugs and crime. That is your economy. You see, nobody understands this. The average person doesn't understand this. They just, they redirect the blame because the politicians redirect the blame onto lack of resources, lack of funding, lack of enforcement, lack of prosecution, lack of jail time, blah, 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 and on and on and on. But we're not addressing the root cause of this problem. I never hear a Donald Trump or any of those people on a stage at Turning Point with their confetti cannons, fog machines, and makeup I never hear them talking about what the actual root cause of this problem is. They just say, buy a Donald Trump t-shirt with a mugshot on it for $29.95. Yeah, there's a, an example. So back in the day, it was kind of a, a, a trope. You look at any criminal uh, that's serving time in prison. You ask them, you know, where's your dad? Where's your father? Where's your father figure? Either they don't have one or their father figure is in prison as well. That's still kind of the trend nowadays, even still. Nobody asks the question of how we got here. I mean, some people do, obviously. Interestingly enough, there's um, when you look at the demographics, we hear a lot of we need prison reform uh, because, you know, the prison systems are racist. You look at um, who's in prison. There's a lot of specific demogra demographics that are in there. As an example, there's a lot more blacks in prison than there should be. And it's not because the prison system is or our justice system is uh, racist. No, that's not the case at all. What's racist is what we did to them back in the 60s. And I don't mean the, the you know, how we had the blacks and whites and we were separating and segregation and all that and blah, blah, blah. No, it was that um, we're, we're going to give you welfare. We'll give you things for free. It, it took away that whole demographics ability to not even, it, it didn't even really take it away from them. It incentivized them to not provide for themselves, to rely on the government. And as generations went on, they became more and more dependent on the government, right? And the government subsidies. The problem is the only way for you to get out of that system is to either claw your way out in the corporate world or create a business of your own, or as you said, drugs, crime. Um, that that's the, that's the easiest is drugs and crime. Now, we're to the point now to where crime, violence, those kind of things are raised in the younger community of uh, the younger parts of that community. 
you're essentially a hero uh, if you're a criminal or a gangster, if you will. That kind of started in the 90s and has only been growing. Nobody looks at that. I mean, we have, uh, of all places, Podunk Town, Oklahoma, right? We actually have problems with crime, uh, gang crime specifically. I mean, you look at Tulsa and Oklahoma City, there's a lot of inner city violence that goes on there. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not Chicago, you know, it's not Detroit, uh, but we have that problem there. And it's a specific demographic or, you know, it's usually the poor among us and it's usually the black community that gets involved with the, the gang crime. Again, not being racist, not uh, we've done them dirty over the years, this whole new society thing or whatever, that that's what did it. So uh, at this point, I, I don't know what to fi do to fix it because it requires a lot of the American people to stand up and try to make change. And that's just uh, that's not happening. Yeah, I, I, for those, I yeah, for those that cannot see, for the benefit of the listener, I'm I'm rolling some footage here of um of some individuals that are smashing out jewelry cases, and this is not an isolated incident. This happens every day across cities in, in the United States now. I mean, this this kind of thing. If this would have happened just 10, 15 years ago, they would have been all over the news, the evening news, and Crime Stoppers, and you would have had people. Uh, probably their their parents or whatever or mother or whoever calling in and ratting them out, but not any longer. They're smashing out jewelry cases. Yeah. And what's what's interesting, Bruce, if you look here, they're smashing out these jewelry cases. And I just noticed that there's a banner hanging in the jewelry store that says today only 80 percent off sale. Yeah. Well, something tells me they weren't interested in the sale of 80 percent off. They wanted 100 percent mm -hmm. off. Yep. Five finger discount. And it uh, they're smashing it out and like feeling uh, filling uh, looks like. Trash bins is Garbage basically bags, what it yeah. looks like. Yep, yeah, that's what they're doing. They're filling up whole trash cans and just running out of the mall with them. And they look like they're, you know, teens, early 20s, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, the, how dare you? Youths. Those are youths. Youths. Yeah. Yeah. Youths. Those are those are youths. Yeah. Whenever uh, you see it in the uh, in the papers, it's always youths. Unidentified youths. Yeah. Yes. Unidentified yeah. youths. Yeah. All right. Well, we're coming down on the uh, the final few minutes here. Uh, do you have anything you'd like to add before we uh, before we call it quits? I, you know, it's just another wonderful day in this dystopian world that we live in, and it's just great. I'm I'm glad to be here. It's another day. I, I encourage people. I know I'm I'm sounding a bit dark, but you have to be the change you want to see in the world. And I know that's a trope that every freaking motivational speaker is used at some point. I get it, but it's real. That's the truth. If you want to see change in your community, um, in your state, hell, in this country, or in the Western world in general, it starts with you. And it starts with your family and your community. You need to focus on that. So, yeah, I just encourage people to continue standing and continue trying to be a light in your family, community, whatever, and, and try to make the world a better place. And if GP were here, pick up some trash. GP's a little preoccupied at the moment. He is, uh, he's the poor guy. He's been hit. I think he's going to get hit with another hurricane. I, I think this one is, it's just going to, he's just going to catch the tail end of it. So it does it, look that poor way. Guy. Yeah. And you know, the worst part is if he would have stayed in LA, he would have been hit with a hurricane there too. Well, not to mention all the crime and everything that's going on yeah. as well. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. He moves all the way across country, gets hit with a hurricane, and then he says, well, I probably shouldn't have left L.A. And then they get hit with a hurricane, and then he gets hit with another one in Florida. So he just, he can't get away from them. Move further inland. 
<laughs> yeah, the worst part is, is he is, yeah, move further in. He's in the area where it's been hit with one hurricane in the last century, and now they've been hit with two in two years. Uh, it's climate change after all, so, yeah. Yeah, it is climate change, yeah. You know it. All right, my friend, that's going to do it for us for today. I'd like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone, and have a great evening. 